Hello, my children. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. To another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. I am your host, Thomas Cowley, and joined with me today is Ryan Denton. Hola, como estas? <laughs> and Michael Flores. Mike got that. And today we are talking about the season 13 mid season finale, The Bad Place, Ooh. or as we call it here in the studio, Ryan's Fan Fiction Corner. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is the bad place as yeah. far as we're concerned. Yeah, but that's pretty, pretty cool place. It's a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good. You know, clean family fun. Uh, it's not clean. There's nothing about any of that statement. That's true. That's it's not clean, <laughs> nor is it for the family. <laughs> that's probably true. Anyway, this episode was directed by Phil Scritchia and hey! written by our, one of our favorite writers on the team, Robert Barons. And we had a immense amount of new lore added to this episode. We had angels doing new and cool shit. We had, Mult, uh, a glimpse at the multiverse a for glimpse. Supernatural, which is bigger than, I think, a shitload of stuff we've seen. And this season has had several episodes that have expanded the world of Supernatural in dramatic ways, whether that is seeing the empty or where death, I guess, like her office, mm-hmm. I suppose. And now a glimpse at the multiverse after we had already started. Got a starting point for the backdoor pilot for Wayward Sisters. Yep. We've got a cliffhanger ending, and we've got a, a, a kick-ass way to start the mid-season premiere when we come back. This one definitely gets you um, excited and amped pretty much for the for when we come back. I mean, so many questions, and 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 typically, you know, when you have a lot of questions, it could it might be a little, but this one was just enough to be like, oh my god. Well, the thing about this, I feel like it's a it is a complete shift from where we left off with Dab as showrunner in season twelve. Yeah, the mid season finale of episode of season twelve, episode eight, Lotus. We had so many questions, and not for the right reasons. Right. Unfortunately, it was kind of a self contained episode that felt out of place to me at the mm-hmm. time. We didn't really know where we were going. We had so many different avenues without a clear direction. And I think this is a great example of how to do a season finale correctly when you have a central focus. You can have a number of different people in play. You can have a number of different goals or threats as long as you have that center point for everything to revolve around or move towards. And having a focused narrative this season has helped this immensely. This is one of the 
stronger midseason finales we've had in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think season 11 had a great midseason finale with the return of Lucifer. Yep. But it's stronger than 12. I'd say it's stronger than 10. For sure. So 9 and 11, well, the death of Kevin maybe? I think the thing with this is like, like I said, it gets you amped. And I think we haven't had that in a while. And I, and I think you're right, Thomas. This is probably one of the better midseason finales that we've had in probably two or three years, man. And it does so much within just 42 minutes, essentially, yeah. with the introduction of Kaya, the new character who's going to become part of the Wayward Sisters crew. Yay. The return of Jack. Who we I'm just going to say right now, Thomas, as I rudely interrupt. Yes, yes. Go ahead. I am hashtag team Kaya. I'm just going to start it right now. Is it because she's Mexican teams? or is it because... <laughs> Why you got to make it racial? He's got to join that to. side. Is that it? I have to. You know, not everything... This is why we have the problems we have right now in this country and the protests we have. <laughs> because of our show and my racial comments I, towards you? I am just... I think she's capable. <laughs> she is cool. I, uh, the actress is, is damn good. And the character is actually very interesting. The character has a lot of different ways to go. And it's nice to see a character who has some real struggles. She's not somebody who had everything taken away from her, which we've seen too often. And she's not somebody who had everything set up or a good setup in life like patient. She's somebody who's got a lot of different baggage, which can be really interesting to watch because she has so many different avenues to go on. Yeah. Well, I think we're, I think we're used to baggage. I mean, we're, we're used to, you know, Sam and Dean and all these things that they've gone through. And I think she adds to that. And, and, and like Mike said, she's a realistic character. Like she doesn't seem out of place. You know, she seems like she fits in this world. And, and you're right, Thomas, I think having that kind of baggage makes the character and the character development fun to watch because, you know, there are certain things that we don't know about her yet that I'm sure we're going to find out. But so far, man, I'm I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. I, I think she's super cool, man. And more importantly, she's not blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Because <laughs> you know we hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Give a, give a Mexican a chance. <laughs> no, I, I think it's more fun to see somebody who's in a bad place. Yeah, you like to see Mexican oh, squirm. Wow. He likes to didn't see even Mexican squirm. Didn't even finish my squirm. sentence. <laughs> didn't wanna, even finish. I want to see you squirm. Yeah. I'm some, Where are your pesos I'm at a, now? I'm an 1800s plantation owner now? Is that Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I was saying it's I like more to see you squirm, boy. It's more I like interesting. The way you die, boy. To see somebody who has a lot of struggles overcome them <laughs> rather than see somebody like and I'll fully I'll just full on say it, rather than see patients who's while she has some interesting elements to her character she's that we're blue gonna, collared. She she's got everything kind of handed to her already in a lot of ways. And it it's just very, very middle her, class. Seeing her struggles could be interesting. We don't know enough yet, but Kaya's are already far more captivating because anybody who's had a bad period in time, anybody who's lost a parent, anybody who's had drug issues in their life, there's a lot more that's relatable there because life is not always hunky dory and I got all A's and I'm also part of volleyball. Yeah, life is a not lot a of us were like, fuck you then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You suck. I hate you. And also, we're talking about ourselves here. Meaning, yes, no, I'm saying we, this room. We love broken individuals in terms of characters we love broken characters and yeah. kaya does not have it figured out and i think no. that's why we, it's more relatable i, I think, think that's why we all gravitate to her because we that's why we like sam and dean they're broken oh yeah and they're interesting to watch and see them dealing with their problems day in day out or every week well, it's realistic yeah you know and, that's and it makes thing. for good drama and yeah. good tragedy mm -hmm. seeing somebody overcome a struggle when you yourself would be like you know i don't know if what i would pick yeah in that scenario but when you have like the the hero 
good character, it's a little bit more static, or you know kind of what route they're right, going to go what down. They're gonna pick. It's the why Superman is less interesting than Batman Correct. to a lot yep. of people. Same concept. Yeah. yeah, which is true. But we did get a little bit of a glimpse as to the backdoor pilot spinoff with Wayward Sisters. We did. Variety spoke with Andrew Dabb and has a little bit of an insight from what we beyond what we saw in the episode. Ryan, can you give us a little bit yeah, of that? Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of jump through this article peruse um, the article yeah because it's long as shit and i'm not a very good <laughs> reader so um so it, it starts off supernatural is no stranger to setting up potential spinoffs through backdoor pilots but unlike bloodlines which we don't like mentioning but anyway season nine uh in season nine season 13's new attempt features characters that have been part of the supernatural family and at very least uh, for an episode uh but in in some uh cases for years so this is interesting because it's true like we we've got more introduction to these characters than we did anything in bloodlines. And I think that's what sets it apart. And it says right here, bloodlines by design was to drop you into a world that was part of supernatural, but supposed to feel very different. Andrew Dabb says, Super- now, do you think different as in shitty writing? Like, no, is that, I think, is that what he means? Or I think what he means different. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's different because well, the writing's different. terrible, you, you but know, yeah. with supernatural. We write with, you know, with, uh, with a template, you know, the classic screenwriting one one and the bloodlines we just wrote on index cards. It, we had an idea in the conference room. We're like, you know what? What if we said, fuck it and just did whatever we want? <laughs> Let's just take this, this ball and throw it against the wall and wherever it sticks is what we're going to do. Yeah. All right. Freddy Krueger. Whose idea was that? <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you're fired. <laughs> So it says, uh, when we started talking about Wayward, it was something that had been built up for years and seated in our show for a long time. And when we made the decision last year to trudge forward on this, it was really trudge. That's a terrible word. Great word. Yeah. Jesus. That makes it sound great. Slogged through this abysmal experience. It was really important to us that unlike bloodlines, (laughs) it feel like in my life, it it felt organic of supernatural wayward sisters, which will air when supernatural turns with its winter premiere in January. Uh, was set up in the winter, so set up in the episode that we just saw. I won't, we don't need to talk and, about that. But as you said, Ryan, it, it's this decision to go with these uh-huh. characters has already had a lot more groundwork foundation laid. And I think that's the biggest thing is the characters in bloodlines, are already interesting. Bloodlines, it was, yeah, it's supposed to be a different world or a different part of the same world, but it didn't feel like the same world at all. At all. Beyond shitty writing, like there was just, just a complete different focus on that. Yeah. He said, uh, we think this episode steps up uh, and the relationships and a big mythology that can support a show. But if the stars don't align for us, they can't uh, they can just enjoy it as an episode of Supernatural. Dab says that's important to us. I think a lot of the reason Bloodlines turned so many people off was that it didn't feel like an episode of Supernatural. This feels like an episode of Supernatural and yep. should it go forward, we would build on the DNA to make it feel unique and different, but still part of the world. And that's kind of what we wanted. It's a lot of what everyone wanted. Yeah. And, and I, um, I, I kind of disagree with what dab or how he's justifying. And I understand he's a toe, the company line. He needs to like back up his, and he also wants to back up his work that, cause he's the guy that wrote bloodline. So I, I get it. You but can't just say, he says, yeah, you know what? I fucked up that one. Right. You can't so say that. I understand that he kind of beats around the bush, but I disagree with the very concept of how he's justifying the differences between yeah, Wayward Sisters it's, it's a little, and Bloodlines. Because Wayward Sisters uh, doesn't necessarily need to be like Supernatural. For example, we're, we're already getting notes of the fantasy. 
already seeping into what could potentially be the Wayward Sisters genre. And this is something we discussed on a Patreon episode, our Wayward Sisters edition, where we discussed the genre of Wayward Sisters. And the Wayward Sisters genre is already veering very close to the fantasy aspect rather than horror. I'm not saying it's not going to touch on horror. I think that's a part of the monster fighting aspect of Supernatural, and it will always be. But you also are going to probably see them gravitate to other genres. Bloodlines was something entirely different. Yeah, yeah. Wayward Sisters can be something different and still and still well, feel like it belongs. Bloodlines just didn't feel like it belonged, period. Well, it Dab felt says, like a Vampire Diaries part yeah, two. It was more like that than Supernatural. So, so Dab goes on to say Wayward Sisters has to pick up uh, in the Supernatural story where the bad place left off, which means finding out a way to get Dean and Sam back from the other world. A world which Dab notes is unlike anything we've ever seen on Supernatural, but it also has to flesh yeah. out the ensemble dynamics of the women who will not only work together to save uh, Dean and Sam, but will also uh, who will make up the cast, the spinoff, should should it go forward in the series. So they're giving them a task. And I think we we had discussed that too, where it's yeah. like, hey, yep. give them a task that's yep. bedded in Supernatural where they have to help Sam and Dean and then they can go off on and do their they own thing. They have to be a part of the yes. main story. They yep. cannot just be... Here in Chicago, this is how we do things, and we have and weird bars dumb. with yeah. totally different powers for established monsters. What am I writing again? <laughs> Wayward Fuck Sisters it. is a true definition of a spin-off. You're the way spinning it, be done. it yeah. off. Yeah. It, you're spinning it off. You're literally taking a narrative from Supernatural, the main show, and going this way with it as their platform right. for their show. Well, he even goes on to say, so there's a number of uh, point of views uh, – uh, there are a number of beautiful character beats for every character. You have a couple of core relationships that are very warm and established, like Alex and Jody and Jody and Donna. They're very ride or die, Baron says. Noting the past episode of Supernatural uh, have already introduced the p- uh, point of views of each, but that the focal point of view of the Wayward Sisters episode will be Claire's story. And it, for me, that makes me want to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> but I'm okay if if they focus on Claire's story and include the other characters that are incredibly interesting that we found interesting already – I may be okay with it. And I think that's the the line. Um I would feel like it's a it's a huge miss opportunity if the entire focus of the show is, is on Claire and these other girls are simply kind of left there for like no supporting because yeah. there especially is, after where we left off on this episode. I mean, Jesus Christ, Kaya is epic. Yeah. She's I mean, cool. how the fuck would you want her to be supporting anybody? Yeah. She's like a borderline chosen one. Meanwhile, Patience saw some visions of something we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And then there's well, Claire. Think about it this way. Okay, so we've had these these characters, Patience and Kaya, they've shown up. And now we're going to switch and the point of view is going to be Claire. She hasn't even been in any episode in the last three episodes. Yeah. It makes no sense. I'm sure they have a plan in place. I they, hope so. They, and I'm... <laughs> Because fuck, man, I, Claire makes I, me want to kill myself. I don't have a problem with Claire. I like her. I just feel like she's not very interesting right now however if they are planning and in, in, in looking at everything they're doing so far working up to that spinoff that backdoor pilot and the potential spinoff down the road if this all works out i feel like they have a solid plan and how they want to utilize each character i yeah. feel like they have to to put this much it, faith yeah. into it and to have the backdoor pilot's actual first launch be the episode in which Claire's a central character yeah, and it's I your mid-season okay. premiere, you need to have your shit together for that. Yeah, yeah. agreed. If this was last year, I'd be a little worried. I'd be but worried. Yeah. The, the way everything's That's going and how everything just clicks and is working perfectly together, I feel like we're okay. I think it's okay. I, I, I agree. I agree. And I think 
with how good this season has been, I, I'm I'm confident that it's going to be good. I just they have Claire to, Bear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just do not like Claire, man. They discuss it a little bit. Uh, Baron says that Claire, the prodigal daughter, is conflicted about the family unit at this time in her life mm-hmm. and the show's history. She's returning to the fold after an absence. She feels like she's a solo hunter, like maybe she's outgrown this family. But under the circumstances, she has to come back. So there's a lot of emotion and interpersonal relationships to work through with the wet, the rest of the group. Oh boy. She and has I about think, as much personality as a wet napkin. And we talked about her abilities as a solo hunter that they kind of made her, they wanted to paint her as a solo hunter, but they still had her make rookie mistakes. And I think in some ways that's going to play into her character moving forward because she wants to go off and be her own, the master of her own universe. But yeah. I think she still is lacking a lot of stuff. Sam and Dean do kind of do their own thing, but one, they've been doing it for 10 plus years And two, they still rely heavily on their hunter friends and family when they need to. Bobby was there since episode or since season one. You know, Jody's been there since season five. Rufus, even Crowley, who and uh, Castiel, they're not hunters, but they've relied on their support group. And I think one of the main elements about this show's theme of family is that you can't just do it alone. So Claire, I think that is a good setup to give her a character interaction with these. (laughs) the different people showing up at the house, this, this, you know, X-Men style buildup. Mm-hmm. I think it'll yep. work. I think it's a good way to set that up for her to be a little bit more interesting and a little bit more human yeah. to us. Yeah. So we've got all that to look forward to. Yay. I think she should dye her hair. So she's not so blonde. Why are you so, so like she's not on the so blonde, blonde thing right hey, now? Hey, supernatural writer said it. I'm just backing them up. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. She goes dirty blonde. Yeah. I'm down with Brown. What about strawberry? What about strawberry blonde? Mm, okay, that's okay. Yeah, because that can also signal Irish, Irish immigrants. Yeah, they're not the full, downtrodden of not, the whites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the lower level of the whites. Exactly, that's Jesus, exactly what I, we are. I'm fucked. I'm half Irish, half Mexican. Nobody yeah, cares you're, about yeah, you. Nobody. Yeah, you're like Kaya, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tequila mixed with some scotch. Yeah, there you go. Oh, fucking James, Jameson and uh, don't Dos Keys. Ju- don't judge me. Don't be racist, Thomas. You're the one who drinks wine. Let's get real. That's, oh, that's true. Your white side is I, taking the, over. I'm the most uppity person probably in this room. <laughs> yeah, you are the most uppity but person. But it's because I'm trying to compensate. You You're know? right. You yeah. don't actually no like one wine. Ever, you no just one drink ever it. gave me anything, so I'm just trying to compensate. <laughs> You're about as Irish as Lucky Charms. Like, you, oh. know what? you know what? Me being the only Mexican in this room, you two white men have never given me anything. What am I supposed to give you? A wall? You make more than us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want. <laughs> Jesus. That was amazing. That was well done. Thank you. Points to Ryan. <laughs> Can you put some glory holes in them? I mean, oh, I might want that wall. I might be able to work that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. With this episode, guys, we're also going to have the announcement of our grand prize winner from USAopoly's giveaway. Ooh. We've taken everybody's name who has been involved, everybody who has been put into the drawing, and we're going to draw the grand prize winner at the end of the show you, today. You're going to draw it. I'm going to draw. I have oh. the, So if anybody's the mad, names. they can yell at me. Well, yeah. that's typically who we yell at. Anyways. That's usually the case yeah. anyway. <laughs> but we will be doing that at the end of the show. So we want to thank USAopoly for helping us out with that. And also, guys, with the holiday season, if you still need to get some gifts for your Supernatural fans yes. and friends, 
Don't forget to get the Supernatural Save Your Souls card game where you join the hunt with your favorite characters from the TV series Supernatural with the Save Your Souls card game. Each round, you team up with an iconic hunter, angel, or the king of hell himself. But beware, if you don't choose wisely, you may lose your soul. And if you guys haven't checked it out, we have done an unboxing of this yeah, where Ryan and I fun. went through the cards and discussed the game a little bit. It looks really cool. There has different levels for each character. Yeah, I need more time in my life to play that. Dude, I mean, right? dude it yeah. looks so cool, right? You guys sold me on because I haven't looked. I haven't taken a look at it yet. And then when you guys were preparing and doing the actual uh, unboxing and then I had to edit and put it together, I was like, damn, this game is really fucking it's exciting. It's nice, dude. Yeah, it's cool. The little soul pieces are pieces of blue fire. Yeah. So I'm a fan automatically. <laughs> are we sure? Did we I'm going they look it. like blue fire, they dude. Like they really do. Saying. They really do. I'm going for it. That's awesome. <laughs> so we will, be, again, be doing that at the end of this episode. And also, guys, don't forget to check out the Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash Digital, where you guys can get additional Crossroads content, including 10 minutes at the Crossroads, where the last bit we talked about Dean and who he is as a character. Can you keep a character consistent 13 years and running, or does he become a little bit of a caricature himself? At the same time, guys, you've also done additional episodes of the show, including our video cast retrospectives. Yes. The last one we did was Asylum Season fun, 1, man. Episode 10. I believe that's Episode yeah, 10. And yeah, episode that'll 10, yeah. be out this week. It was supposed to come out last week, and we just got really busy. We've been slammed. Yeah, here, like yeah. really, right? Yeah. I think we're the busiest we've ever been. Yeah, dude, it's, well, it's been brutal. It, we're, we're the busiest we've ever been in a time where we're never busy. Yeah. We're typically it's, not it's, busy right now. It's weird. Yeah. It is very weird. But yeah, that, that, that one will come out, what, uh, this week? Mike? Yeah. And I just want to say my, my bandwidth rates doubled. So oh. that means our listenership oh, between snaps. October and December, like, I, I got the bill and I freaked out. <laughs> you were like, what the hell? <laughs> but then how can you get upset? Because the reason why my bill goes up is because we, we got doubled our listener base across oh, the board. Thank you, guys. That's good. Wow. I, that's awesome. But it's a good the, bill, the bill isn't. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> it is a good problem. And I was talking to Maggie about it. I was like, you know what? This sucks, this bill. <laughs> but, like, how can I complain? Please keep listening. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll do it on air. That way I can still complain. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but we won't download shows anymore, Mike. All right, so guys, <laughs> we want to thank everybody who is a member of Patreon. And if you're interested in any of that additional content, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into our discussion of Season 13, Episode 9, The Bad Place. For a long time, let me tell you the guy's going to cut you down. Let me tell you the guy's going to cut you down. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. I can't believe he did this. I can't believe he's so sm- He's always been the brightest. I mean, growing up. Little Tommy, he was the one we thought was going to make the family proud. We thought he was going to be a chemist. We thought he was always mixing. Mixing stuff. But the police told us after death that that was just a meth lab. We thought he was doing his homework. Little we know he was running shine. Oh, Tommy, why would you put your family through? 
mess, you son of a bitch. I wonder how that conversation went down. Like, how did he decide to drink gasoline with his buddy? Where, Bill? I heard. You ever seen the movie with Van Diesel called Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious? Number eight? Wait, no, number seven. Number seven. Well, you can get real fast if you drink goddamn Mountain Dew with gasoline. Yeah, let's drink this shit. We get really fast. Like Latin. Grease Latin. John Travolta. What's that bitch's name? Sandy D. Wait, Sam, what's that bitch's name with the blonde hair? John Travolta's girlfriend. Sandy. Sandy. Sandy, Sandy D. I heard you can be Grease Latin fast and you can bone Sandy D. This is Star Wars from the Butter Tank Exclusive. And if you can't get on board that idea, then you probably shouldn't be making movies, or you just go make a, a low budget indie film where you don't have to answer to anybody. Any, answer to anybody, yeah. yeah. Do your own project. Yeah. So I have so much confidence for the upcoming Han Solo movie. I hope it doesn't suck now because I'm, 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 I'm putting all the, all the so I'm too. putting all the chips on the table here, Dave. In the back of my back of my brain, if I could, please, please don't don't I be bad. We're really blowing this. Watch it be the worst movie ever. <laughs> and, then, and then we have to come in the next thing. Go liar! You were wrong. I, I hate you, Ron Howard. <laughs> the worst decision. Why did you fail me? I hate you. Uh, if we did that, that would be so on par with Star Wars fans. That, that would be me. That would be us. <laughs> that'd be that that that'd be our destiny. Thebatthetank.com for more details and get ready for an excitingly good time. Also, if you've missed our last show, you can also find us on your Stitcher app. Search Back to Tank. That is to your favorites. Thank you, and we will see you very soon. The Crossroads Videocast is here. Retrospective reviews, discussions, theories, and geek outs. All available when you pledge $10 or more a month to our Patreon account. Same show, just more of it. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to play. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> like was, I'm you should about know by now. Casting and what what could that mean for the story? You're like, yeah, but how does she look now? I'm this is go, an older photo. Look like, oh my goodness. Look up her dating profile. Her dating profile. I could beat up. She's Jensen. on Match.com. I yeah, could, I could beat up Jensen. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Yeah, okay. So you're gonna beat up Jensen, and suddenly Danielle is gonna be like, like, she's oh, like, oh, you're I've been waiting here. for someone that's to how, beat my husband. That's how it works. I've Come been, on, guys. He's caveman. Yeah. I hit, I hit him over the head with a club, and then I hit her over the head I, I with a club. To God, oh, I swear God. to God, Ryan was born in the wrong century. Right? He the wrong been, millennium. He, yeah. He should, <laughs> if he was a caveman, he'd be the talk of the fucking town. Uh, of course, it'd be grunts. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Because uh, 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 it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, be 1700s where you had to be sophisticated and wear you know Thomas, clothes. Thomas, shut up, Thomas. But if he had to just wear a loincloth from a dead animal, he bludgeoned to death that morning. And then drag someone, willing or not, to the cave. 
Ryan, you know, he'd be a pretty popular guy. Hell yeah. Don't hate, Thomas. Don't hate that you would be the guy oh, picking I berries. I think I'd everyone be the one else out scavenging that. and killing. You'd be the guy picking berries. <laughs> I'd be the one inventing fire compared to your ass. Oh, yeah. okay, Prometheus. As yeah. long as you didn't have to spell it in order to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why it's two syllables. No. Anyways, <laughs> I think I think honestly, if you combine all of our brain power in one room, we might equal the smarts of one human being. Yes, yeah. <laughs> one, one human I think being. That's one like well-rounded one individual one human being. I yes. think that's why if the three of us combine our powers, our powers combined, we can be average. Welcome back, everyone. Supernatural. The Crossroads, Season 13, Episode 9, The Bad Place. Time to get into the discussion. The last one for the year. No. A little sad. It's, we're going to be back in a month. They're coming back I, fast I this year. I know. It's weird. It is weird. We never stop. We don't sleep here. Yeah. I, wait, I sleep I sleep sometimes. <laughs> like Kaya, we don't sleep. Oh, poor Kaya. Otherwise, you go to The Bad Place. Ryan, can you give us a synopsis, please? Oh, I'll give you a synopsis. To the Not bad like place. that. Oh, oh, oh. Not that place. What if God you like The it, Bad man. Place? What if you're like into that? Yeah. What if you're like Freddy Krueger? Again, it's not Ryan's I'm bad like, place. I'm like, can you tie me up at the bad place? Yeah. Well, yeah. my bad place is a little kinky. Yeah. Is there safe words? Yeah. Can in you the bad tie place? me up and spit on me yeah. in a bad place? Yeah. 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 Because that's Open not, your mouth. Yeah. Is it bad? Like good? Like good? Yeah, bad? It's, yeah. It's good. Bad. Are you tied up? Yeah. It's the rope. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not rope. It's, it's uh, chains. It's, Whoa. Yeah. I get fucking crazy. Anyways. Back onto the show. The death. Oh, he's barbed wire. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. God. What's up? Yeah. Wrap that around me. Yeah. Pull tight. Ugh. My penis. Oh. What? Oh. Ow. <laughs> Make me wear a crown of thorns. On your wee-wee? Yeah. Okay. All right. That just got weird. Anyway. I would just like to point out that I'm not the one that made the first dick joke tonight. So. <laughs> hey, it's my uh, bad place. Oh, Jesus. The death of a dreamwalker leads Sam and Dean to Jack, who is trying to get another dreamwalker named Kaya Nieves to help him open a door to apocalypse world there you go merry christmas i just like that we finally got we officially got a name for the other world because we were kind of talking back and forth the last like couple what of are weeks. we gonna call it what is it is yeah. it called earth one Alt- is it called earth, Alt- bizarro yeah and that's kind of didn't sam say specifically state it as apocalypse world yeah i yeah. think so yeah yeah so i think that and now it's in the official synopsis so i'm guessing that is the, the official thing. canon name apocalypse apocalypse world. Apocalypse, world. apocalypse now at least it's not water world Oh. Yeah, Kevin you Costner. Just, you pee in a machine and drink your own pee. Yeah, yeah. Smoke lots of cigarettes. Chase after people with on jet skis. <laughs> Make no sense. Throw gills. Yeah, doesn't little, matter. Dude, trade little children for paper. <laughs> I mean, that, this is a dark world, dude. That's a I think in a way the world movie still, was ahead of its time. I give, you, I give you, I give you paper. For, for a few minutes with the wee one. Oh, oh, do you remember? Yes. <laughs> that movie was if dark. Replace paper with money and the world's still like that. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Now it's really the bad place. Yeah. Right. That was bad. Yeah. All right. In this episode, <laughs> we had the mid-season finale and it felt well thought out. It felt like this was a clear and distinct point in which yeah. the story needs to take a break or have a big cliffhanger. And it, it's a really nice comparison to where we were this time last year with Lotus. The fact, the idea of we don't really know where the story's going. It's yeah, we kind of making it up as we go. What plagued season 12 is no longer present. And I, I do want to say kudos to Dab and the team on that one because it feels so much more cohesive. And again, so, 
even with having a bunch of different things going on, you have that central narrative, that central driving point, and the rest of it works. As much as it pains me, but I think we have to retire the dab song. Yeah. I, I think it's on, I, I think it's it's on stasis. You can always take it out when you need to. That's what she said. Oh, jeez. It's on stasis? <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> can we, can we, um, when do we retire it? When should we retire the dab song? I, I, I feel like we'd retire the dab song at the mid-season premiere. If it, if it's badass, I feel like we got to retire it. Okay. I, I don't know if we retire it ever. I think it just isn't used unless it ends up being needed. Oh, I think we need to it's hang. It's like the bat signal. He'll he'll show up when we need it. That's <laughs> the I mean, dab or, signal. Or we can do like, you know, the Michael Jordan jersey and just hang it up in the rafters for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and retire it for and then to, and yeah. then he's going to come back but, but and not we'll pull the bulls. it down. We are not because it's a it's it's a bad thing. So we don't want it to be Michael Jordan's bull jersey. It was it's his the, wizard's jersey. It's the wizard's jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was came back and was too old. Yeah, better yet, it'll be his White Sox jersey. Yeah. When he tried to play baseball, that's terrible. <laughs> no, they have they have done a great job by comparison, and it does feel like the story is focused. Season thirteen is focused, and we do have a bunch of different things. But again, having that central driving point worked out, yeah. And I think that's definitely the takeaway, Thomas, because there there are people, of course, I, I read the net, the net constantly, and there's people that complain about what they're doing, uh, but there's there's a difference between what you want and yeah. bad writing. Just right. because there's you don't, and difference. I always say this, just because you don't care for what they're doing, decision-wise, doesn't make it bad doesn't writing. make it bad writing. It's just, hey, we're all fans, we're all emotionally invested. invested, and we all have ideas of things that may work. It happens with all major movie franchises where you're like, well, I would have done this differently. And it's, yeah. it's just a part of the process of an ever-growing franchise, and Supernatural is definitely that. And you have to look at this objectively and say, these are good decisions. It may not be my decisions if I was writing this. But they're not season, bad. But they're not bad decisions. I can definitely get behind a lot of the decisions being made. Yeah. One of which is the introduction of Kaya Nieves with Wayward Sisters starting when we return. Yeah. It's a great setup for a pilot with a very interesting character. I mean, this is the first. And I guess only at this time character that has been introduced right before we get into the spinoff. You know, Claire has been there for years. Jody's been there for years. Donna has been there for years. Even Alex. Patience has had two episodes at this point. She'll and, have three when we return. And we really didn't have a problem with her introduction. I thought we. Patience, she, no, I, liked yeah, her. I liked her too. Yeah. And I think that was. That's the. I think that's the main thing about Kaya and Patience and these new characters that we're getting is that we actually genuinely kind of give a shit about them. Yeah. And, and I think that's what. And their name them. isn't Enos. No, yes. Right. Yeah. Doesn't rhyme with penis. Yep. Yeah, you can't expect Ryan to take that seriously. Look, you give me a character named Enos <laughs> and I'm going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to run with the penis. Yeah. Jokes. I had to throw jokes in there because that would have sounded weird. No. But, but they've done a much stronger job characterizing Aya, even than Patience, I feel. We said this a little bit earlier on. She's very interesting. She has a troubled background. As Sam tells us in this episode, she has hardship and heartache and yeah. these constant fear and or terror of her own abilities. And unlike Patience and your traditional hero storyline where she's thrown into it by circumstance she has a little bit of that but it's not the you're the chosen one and you just never knew it and life's going to be so great kind of thing Kaya is a troubled and relatable individual which i think is a great you know transition into hey these are as you said ryan these are characters we give a shit about yep you know now she does still have 
the the hero's storyline to it, as right. do any character who you're doing it. Any any hero, any good protagonist traditionally follow some semblance of the hero's journey unless you're going really off script. But I think she's a good setup. We see a little bit of that here where she has power she doesn't know about, but they've always troubled her. They've always plagued her. It's not something that, oh, yeah, life just was easier because of these things. Or I never knew I had such untapped potential that I was just sitting on it. For her, it caused her pain. It caused heartache in her life. And I think it needed to in order for us to to connect and for it to work and even if there might be some people out there who are not necessarily emotionally invested yet but it's not just that it's about having a character that feels like she belongs in the world of supernatural again looking at the show and the span that has ran 13 seasons arguably supernatural has now created its own versions of archetypes and things that belong in supernatural and things that we expect and this hero's journey is something that we expect our protagonist to have the mm-hmm. unwilling hero the person who doesn't look at themselves they don't want to be in hero. this world they don't want to be in the world but somehow they have to to and i the refusal of the call and, and yes right. exactly the refusal of the calls it is a pillar of the hero's journey yep. you look at any you know star wars any of that stuff you have the part where the hero doesn't want to be a part of this they don't want a part of that life they don't want the world, the weight of the world on their shoulders because, frankly, who the fuck would? I wouldn't want that. Yeah. They don't want that. They want to go back to their normal life. They don't want – I want the accolades, though, that come with it. Right, yeah. You Can want I the just money. have all the money and the women I, and none I, of the actual I, responsibility? I just want pat on the backs. That's it. That's called being Aww. a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just wants acknowledgement. Yeah. That I did a great job. And also some good sturdy gloves and climbing boots so I can climb over that wall that Ryan wants to give me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need rope, too. Oh, <laughs> I hang myself? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Because you can't get over it. (laughs) Ryan's never stops building. He just keeps going straight up. It's the new Babylon. (laughs) 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 But both Kaya and Patience do have that refusal of the call here. She doesn't, she tries to hide her visions. Kaya doesn't want to even sleep. Doesn't want to face it. Yeah. She's taking narcotics to stay away. What kind of hell is that when you really think about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To stay awake all that time or every time you sleep, you go to this nightmare world. So Freddy That'd Krueger. make anybody unstable. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't go away. And, yeah. and just the That's dreams, true. you know, that she's being plagued by these dreams and unwillingly or unknowingly crossing over into other worlds. I mean, it feels there's notes of Sam Winchester there. Yes. And I, I think that's the most important thing when you're building new characters and you expect it, just forget the spinoff for a second. Just look at her. And her belonging in the world of Supernatural, it fits what we've come to expect of our characters. And now looking at the spinoff, this is how you make things feel cohesive. By borrowing similar concepts, concepts, writing theories, themes, motifs, and utilizing it. And that's why I feel like this introduction of Kaya was such a win. Because it felt focused. It felt like it belonged. Yeah, and not just that. It does feel a semblance like Sam's. Yeah. I don't want a part of this. This is I don't want to be she feels Sam always felt like he was a bad guy. He was a monster and he never knew it. And Kaya feels like her gifts are a curse. And it, it takes seeing that she can have great power and can help people with this. And like Sam, when push comes to shove, she wants to do the right thing. Right. 
I think if you build off, as Mike said, you build off the similar concepts, themes, motifs of characters that you know work yeah. Yeah. within this world, you relate to them a lot quicker because we're fans of these kind of characters. Well, that's what that's what makes these these characters more, like you said, Thomas, more relatable. They 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 have the same problems that Dean and Sam have gone through. Sam was the reluctant hero. He didn't want to do this, and yeah. and I think that's what makes them a little bit easier to 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 kind of like these characters is that we've seen these problems before and we've seen the the brothers overcome these problems right and i think that's what makes you know makes them interacting with these characters and and it makes it feel like supernatural i've got a character Mm -hmm. here kaya who has the same exact kind of problem that sam had right you know he got he got uh lauded into the dark side he he started drinking demon blood he had all these yeah. things and it was like having sex when with he ruby got, yeah having sex with ruby being shirtless all the time yeah buff. showing those abs um and the <laughs> and the v cut towards his pp yeah um i don't know what that's called but that's i call it the v cut towards yeah. the pp yeah um you call it v cut towards the pp yeah <laughs> Yeah, whatever it's like a, it's like an arrow towards is that, your, your, is that scientific yes is that, i feel like if i googled it, it would do that would come up google or siri what's the name of the heart by my pp <laughs> what's the v that goes to my pp um no i just feel like th- these characters are are the same like you said thomas the same type of problems that we've seen and we've seen the brothers overcome and that's we want f- characters that are flawed Mm-hmm. are more interesting to watch. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about these characters. And the that- thing is too, it, when you compare where they what they've done with Patience and Claire and and Kaya to what they had with the bloodlines, Enos was just a character thrown into this world and is asking questions all the time and just he's part of it. Like it, it didn't feel organic. It felt forced that his loved one was killed by some random guy running across the street. Like it, it was weird. Yeah, he didn't have any struggles outside of what was happening to him. He didn't make any decisions. Patience chooses to give up or or leave her current comfy life in order to help somebody. Kaya chooses to help Sam, Dean, and Jack despite the threat against her own life. You know, the already they're more interesting and more dynamic as characters. And with the original concept of supernatural. You know, kind of being Sam's story, but told from Dean's perspective. Right. I feel like we could easily set up a similar situation here. Yep. You know, Kaya Patience's story told from even Claire or Jody's perspective, somebody from the outside, or you mix it around and whoever you're talking about that week specifically can be the focus point. Yeah. Now, just really fast, people in the chat room are are comparing kaya and patience and saying that patience is very mary sue and i know you had some issues with that a little bit yeah i don't care for that definition too much but also you got to remember the the backbone of supernatural and what it is uh it's a horror Mm -hmm. by design Mm -hmm. and a mary sue goes hand in again i hate that term mary sue but take the definition of a mary sue and mary sue is very much a part of horror specifically slasher horror so, I mean, that idea of the character kind of goes hand in hand. So that's why you see those types of characters, especially in the earlier seasons, pop in to Supernatural. Now, I do admit that those types of characters are very uninteresting for the most part. However, you also have to remember that Patience is one of six mm-hmm. characters and I think in a she, show. I think they've, because I, I do have a little bit of an issue with how they've, portrayed her and that's why i find kaya far more interesting off the bat but i do think it's a couple of things that on her favor one it'll be a great dynamic to have her versus kaya you know there's going to be tension there 
from where they came from, their backgrounds, what they value, what they feel is important, their history. I could easily see Claire and Kaya kind of bonding over a lack of family in the very beginning and the, the stuff they've gone through, whereas Patience, it's all kind of worked out for her at this time. I could see the drama between those characters. So I think you need to have a foil at that point if you're going to have that kind of group ensemble cast. And I also think it's different shades of a, of a character, yeah. different colors of black, different shades of black. You 50 shades of gray. So oh. <laughs> I do have a unconventional room in my room. Wow. The bad place. Uh, yeah. That's what I call the bad place. I am just saying that but that's, I, that's I, a I good think we point. need to be patient with patience. And I, it sounds silly, but I, you have to remember she's one character of six it isn't like she's the only character now if she was the yeah. only character and the entire show was focused Enus. on her then i'd say yeah that's a problem she's a little too perfect she has yeah. everything going for her but she's one of six but at the and, same time which means an ensemble cast when you're writing an ensemble cast typically you have a standard one, character you have one character if you're not for example let me backtrack when you're doing a show that's focused on one protagonist that character needs to be multi-layered he needs to cover all spectrums okay but when you're dealing with an ensemble cast typically by definition and when you're writing an ensemble cast and any writing course will tell you this an ensemble cast isn't made to have multifaceted characters all the way across the board you can you have characters build up to that you have to build up to that but typically they each serve a part and usually they equal one character the funny one the dumb one the dork you know popular Things like that. That's what you see with friends and how I met your mother. Things like that. Yeah. So all their problems will funnel into the equivalent of one character. Right. So, again, be patient. I think starting out, you need to have the Mary Sue. You need to have the troubled drug addict. You need to have the the um, recovering teenager. Yeah. You need to have the one who doesn't want to do anything like Alex who just wants a normal life. Yeah. I, all these things work together to create more of a dynamic group of individuals that represent people in reality. Well, it also has clashing personalities. So again, yeah. you'll have more drama with that. And I think one thing that think of it th- as the supernatural version of the facts of life. Think of it as <laughs> there that. You go. Yeah, Tootie and and um am I too old? Yeah, you're old. You're old. You don't know any facts I know the of life. show, I don't know the characters' names. Am I alone on this one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never watched How's it that island over there? Let, let me give myself. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. I got scared. <laughs> That's for me. All right. I also think that while Patience is kind of the goody two shoes or has it more together than the other characters, it does pose the question that she's gone through some trauma of her own with the visions and not knowing who's going to live or who's going to die, seeing her grandmother die, you know, you have different levels, like you said, different shades on this spectrum. Does that mean what she's gone through or could be going through soon is any less relevant than what Kaya experienced or Claire or Alex for that matter? You know, is anybody just because someone's pain might be less, does that mean it's not real to them in perspective? Yeah. You know, in the chat room, uh, VW says, why couldn't it have just been Jody slash Donna show with a side of sassy Alex? That's and too that's, much like Sam and Dean. And also, that's not the CW demo. Yeah. 
it's just not going to happen. If WB, Warner Brothers, wanted to take this show, the spinoff, and put it to something else, Amazon another channel, or Netflix, then you could see something like that. But as long as this airs on the CW, it's just not going to happen. The, the Supernatural show has continued because it's grandfathered in. Yep. And if you notice, you keep an eye on their cancellation tactics. Anytime an actor ca- crosses a certain age, the show gets axed. Yeah. The Same only show, Supernatural the, is the odd duck. And it's only because they are do it because they made that network. So they're, they are owed. I should say that. Yeah. Plus Sam and Dean still are incredibly attractive men. Yeah. I mean, those abs appeal to any demo. Yeah. Damn. I'm 16 and I like those abs. I'm 25 and I like those abs. I'm 32. I don't know how a 32 year old. You're 62 with that voice. (laughs) I was, dude, I was playing the internet. Are you, are you mining for gold too? (laughs) I was playing the internet. Like I was catfishing. (laughs) What? That was that was me typing. I'm 62, <laughs> but I'm 32 on the internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like how you would explain that. It's, no, no, trust me, I'm not a miner. Yeah, from the 1840s. Wee doggies, give I'm me just some a gold. catfisher instead. Yeah. That's better. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the characters. Not the one in the room here. With patience and Kaya, we both have them accepting a little bit. Of their role in this bigger story. Patience has the visions. She wants to save Jody. She chooses to help somebody. Kaya chooses to help Jack and Sam and Dean. Well, does she really choose to? I mean, you put a gun to someone's head. <laughs> Get in the car. But yeah. after I'm that point, it was after that point. Shoot you in the face, I'm, bitch. I'm go- oh, God. And the thing is, if you notice, <laughs> she well, wasn't. Is, do our mouths get like. That's what Dean did. Uh, he did yeah, get he, angry. He gritted his teeth. He got so gangster, dude. I was waiting for him to turn the gun sideways. <laughs> turn the I'm gun gonna shoot sideways. you in the face, motherfucker. I, I told you. Get in uh, your ass I see you to car. get in that car, motherfucker. Sorry. All right. Dean got black there for a second. Oh, my God. Anyway, Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. Apocalypse. That's like another world. All the characters dude, are black. That would be amazing, <laughs> dude. Black Sam. The Django world. Yeah. That'd be the cool. Django world. That'd be amazing, dude. I would watch it. That's, no, dude, that's it's like, on BET. Hey, it's like Black Panther Supernatural for Marvel. Like, why BET. can't we do that? Supernatural on BET. I'd like to see that. An entire black cast of Hunters. They, but the Impala has 22s on it. Dude, that'd be sweet. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> dude, you you two so... need to write that later. <laughs> the Friday version of Supernatural. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, that'd be amazing. Oh, my God. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> He's talking to a Wendy. Mickey Mouse is there, apparently. <laughs> dude, that's. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> And a horn from a car? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that was. Thomas is getting annoyed, isn't he? Yes, he I is. I can tell. Dude, he's so... Yep. Hold on. Let me kill this Wendigo, and then we get back to the shop. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, 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 that's fucking good. All right, great. that was good. Yep, that's that was good. fucking good. Uh, that's, I have nothing else to add. All right, moving forward. We... Yes, she was abducted by Dean, but she does choose to help Jack. And I think that was an important factor about her character moving forward. But I I loved what they did with some of the lore. I love the fact that Dreamwalkers not just are a reality because we with Supernatural, we can kind of assume that any vaguely supernatural thing, whether it's the Wizard of Oz fiction that could have been inspired by anything historical stuff you know, the urban legends or just flat out monsters. It's pretty much real in this universe. Yeah. I like how they did dream walking. That is the glimpse 
through the veil to the other realities. It was so good. Dude, that was so fucking cool. Not just the concept, but I loved how Jack had to tap into that to see the other side and the special effects with the lightning arcing through their blood veins. Yeah, that was eyes. actually really that was so cool, cool looking. Yeah, that, and well, yeah, hats off to the VFX awesome team. Shot. Love what, it. Yes. What I, well, that everything like, surrounding arcing, and then their eyes actually lighting yeah, up. Like I love Jack's. that. Man. That was cool, man. And honestly, it's something we haven't spoken about, but. It, it, to me, everything, all the visual effects that there that's has to do with Jack is different, and it's something we haven't actually seen before in right. Supernatural. Even the, the way gold. he uses his power and how it's more of a, it's less a force and more of a, it's, it's like a sound vibration that he uses. Yeah, it's it's not it's really, it's, it's not a power. If you look it's at like it, it's like a time stop it, and a force. It doesn't it look like some thing. type of like yeah, it looks like sound. It looks like a sound wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a shockwave. I really, really dig it. Shockwave, I mean, and yeah. thirteen years in the supernatural, cool and looking. they come up with something a, a unique well, the, to a specific character. I think they had to right. The color, if you're dealing well, with Nephilim. The colors are different, and that's the yeah. thing. We're used to red or blue. This is a gold, almost just. It's like you said, it's different for a different. T- We've never seen a Nephilim before. We're all blowing this. it, but what if it was as simple as, hey guys. We need to do something new. I'm Dab. I'm Dab. We, need to, we gotta have a new color. Dab, Dab, what color do you think we should use? Uh, I don't know. Um, All right. Well, let me let me check the chart. We got Periwinkle, uh, Polka Dot. For some Who the fuck wrote Polka Dot? <laughs> what about Chartreuse? And that one loser on the Crossroads podcast, he says something about Blue Fire, so let's not use don't Blue. Listen to that, guy. that guy's let an asshole. Guy's an idiot. I like the idea. We might use it someday, so let's not use Blue. We need to save it for Lucifer, but uh, I'm thinking Gold. Oh, gold. We've never used gold before. Yeah, gold's a good idea. Fuck it. Let's do it. What if it's I, that? too, like the Olympics. <laughs> what if it's that simple? Dude, I would laugh my ass off. <laughs> There's just a chart, Adam. and we they've sh- crossed off each color that <laughs> we, they've we used. We should ask Adam. Like, it's a Crayola box of 120, and then just throw crayons out. They're like, oh, time. chartreuse. All right, so this works. Hey, guys, we had lots of set extension and you know some digital mats, and you guys are blowing the color. Dude, we right. thought it was yeah, cool, right? Whatever. <laughs> we threw someone through a wall. Do you have any idea how and much you're all work happy we that actually did? And you guys, let's draw straws. You like pink. I like gold. You like yellow. That's how easy it was. Yep. That's probably what it was. <laughs> the easiest thing ever. Yellow's already been used. Yeah, yellow eyes had yellow eyes. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it might be that. Just they're going down the list. What's going to happen when they run out of colors? Uh, they're going to start making polka dot. Colors. You'll yeah. mix two colors. Yeah. Cancel the show. Yep. Oh. Show's over. Show's over when we run out of colors, guys. Have well, you been to Home there. Depot? The paint swatches? They're never going to run out of colors. That's a good point. Holler. <laughs> paint swatches. But <laughs> speaking of the visual effects, they were on point this episode. Yeah. The, the arcing lightning through the eyes, throwing so cool. an angel through the fucking wall. I love that bit when he threw the first angel, uh, oh, Jack. Yeah. I was like, because that felt... Not like a demon who's threw someone and they kind of landed a couple nah, of feet he away. This, her, yeah. She was thrown through like four walls of glass pane and like down a chute. Like that was cool. Seeing that effect. Well, I just like seeing that he's got more control over his powers. And he's been working on him. Yeah. And he's like, dude, he's like pretty, he's pretty legit now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. But starting with the, going back a bit, starting with the dream walking, I loved that idea that they can walk through the realities that it's more than just seeing it a a weaker dream walker can see the area and can feel the presence but someone as powerful as kaya is actually physically harmed or or more in some ways walks through 
the veil, the the boundary just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I liked that idea, that glimpse of the multiverse that we get. That was so what I loved about that is it wasn't like blam in your face. Here's a bunch of different worlds. It was like you almost had to stop it. Yeah, you would. You would have to stop it and and look if you really wanted to see it. it, But it it got the point across like, hey, there's about 10 other, like, at least I that that we saw in a single two second glimpse. Who knows how much more is out there? The whole area is like has a space visual. It was super cool. Super duper cool. Again, another way in which Supernatural has made the possibilities endless. Yep. And I what I loved before we even saw that multiverse shot was when Jack asks Kaya for five seconds to show her the other worlds beyond there because she's only ever visited the bad place. And I, why does that make me laugh? It shouldn't make me laugh. Because you're a fucking child. That's am, why it makes I you am. laugh. I think I am a child. But I, the I'm fact, child. I, and, I, and kudos to the actress on that, how she goes from mistrusting and sad and angry to just unbridled joy at seeing some of these other realities, seeing some of the other possibilities. It It really felt to me I was immersed because it felt like for a split second she saw, you know, the glimpse of what could be the other potentials. I mean, imagine that oh, if you were that it, person. Someone posted in the chat room. Someone actually screen grabbed it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, dude, that's so. But imagine cool, if man. you were that person and to get a glimpse behind the. What curtain. if she saw a world where nobody wears clothes and she saw just everyone naked. naked? Sam and Dean was naked. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, it's so wow. beautiful. Their dicks are so much oh, smaller geez. than I thought. Oh. Oh. She wouldn't be happy then. Come on. I know that's why I did that in a sad <laughs> voice, Thomas. If you look at that shot in the chat room, though, there each one of those little dots, the stars, the is pockets. a different reality. That's really cool. Yeah. It was good. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And I love that concept that she gets a glimpse of that for just a half second even. Or that Jack has the power to even navigate yeah. through that. And and speaking of the of the of the um dream walking, I, I like how they use it all to tie back into what make what works in supernatural because there's things that are established in the world of supernatural and things that you have to always go back to. You can't veer too far away from the original concept for folklore right and the fact that they decided to utilize american folklore and going back and connecting it to the first people or native americans i think that was smart and i'm glad they did it despite there being a growing trend to not use certain things like that because there's that new buzzword out there uh, known as othering or others and that when you utilize certain things like that those writing tropes uh, people call them othering and, it, and you're basically saying that Native Americans don't belong they're not one of us they're exotic peoples and it sounds ridiculous as I'm saying it because I think the idea is ridiculous yeah and there's a lot of people now shunning and not using or utilizing Native American culture anymore in fear because of that, that fear. they're going to be accused of othering a culture. And I'm so glad the writers didn't bend the knee on that. Didn't because I felt like in order to stay true to supernatural, why not tie something as epic as dreamwalking into the native American culture, it which is sense. a very part yeah. of the show, of the which is American folklore. It just makes sense on multiple levels. It's silly to hide something like that or be afraid of it because it can be used in such a great way like this to inspire storytelling. There's nothing There's wrong history. with storytelling based on history. Yeah. It is part of their culture, whether or not you, whatever you think of it, that is part of it. You know, 
the idea of something as silly as leprechauns and and fairy folk being part of Irish culture. Yeah. It's part of it. Why why shy away from that, especially when supernatural has been built on those things? Yeah, and tamales American, and horchata, part of a Mexican culture. So, I mean, there's it's just, just thing. Yeah, it's just things you have to do. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Thank you for that. And cocaine. And, well, you yeah. got to do cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Dude, how much of a Castiel vibe did you get from that entire sequence? What sequence? With Which Jack saying, I like cocaine oh, and yeah. not having social <laughs> Not even knowing what it was. Oh, it's so good. He's like, that door was triple locked. Was it? And he just walks out. I I love the actor for how well he's he, good. Dude. He is really he's good. So dude. fucking good. He has like watched every Castiel scene and just tried to mimic that as best as he could. And it really does feel like he is far more related to them than Lucifer, which I do love that touch. That Jack said, you got, why would I search for Lucifer? You guys are my family. And that Dean had that moment of acceptance for him, which is a huge thing. Not just for Jack as a person. You see his whole smile. It, it changes what could happen with this character in that single little bit. And I like that because it shows how much certain things are matter to us. How important little phrases like that are. Which again to me is a relatable thing. You know, how many people do you know, like long for their dad's approval or something like that, or a parent to to say they're proud of you, you know, that acceptance Jack gets a little bit of that from Dean, the person who had had none of it for him. A few, just a few episodes ago. I love that bit there. Uh, Some people are confused with what we're discussing about the othering. I I don't guessed one, five, one, TK421, why aren't you at your post? Um, othering is a, is a, we're not talking about cultural appropriation. We are talking about othering. Like that's the thing now. And everything, every time, in fact, they deal with it in season one of Supernatural, yeah. that the, the Native American uh, bugs episode. Yep. They accuse the writers of othering the Native American the culture. The concept that you make them different. You make that them exotic. White people are standard yeah. and all black people are have magical abilities. Yeah. Like that that idea with like Bagger Vance and even Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Like that concept that if you're white, it's you're normal. If you're another race, you have some special ability. It's in my it's in our talking circles constantly now with people that we uh, that my friends that we talk about writing with. It's something that's now become a plague on a lot of writers who are being blasted for so called othering. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're just using culture to express a interesting aspect that they then use as a way to tell a story that's steeped in mythology or lore because there's culture there. And because there's culture there, there's lots of history that you can use as inspirational cues to create a fantastical story. And people say that's othering. I, I, which, I, which is It is silly. You can still buy dream catchers today. Yeah, it's part of still a thing. Yeah, they it's, still exist. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. I dated a native I dated a native American for about a year and a half and it's it's a thing. Yeah, it's silly to act like it's not part of it. And there's so much there's so many possibilities with that. I mean, we saw here they took something as simple as dream walking and turned it into multi-interdimensional travel. Yeah, it's awesome. Super cool. Holy shit. It was badass. But yeah. I think the biggest question because of all of this and the and the crossing over and taking a I know peek exactly where you're going with this. And taking a peek yep. into these other worlds 
Will there be consequences for trying Cosmic to cross consequences? over? consequences? Right, because Billy warned them that the universes are like a house of cards and that they didn't want people... Don't stick your dick in it. Yeah, people crossing over. They, they get accused of sexual misconduct and they no. get fired from the Interdimensional last sexual misconduct. So he said house of cards, so I was just curious. Wow. Is Kevin Spacey in there? Oh, I thought you were saying because I said stick your dick in it. No, no, no. I was talking... Never mind. It's so, a dumb joke. So is this going to be like a hurdle that the Winchesters are going to have to dodge? Because, I mean, Billy specifically said, we don't need that. We don't need a Winchester mess up. Is that what she said? The Winchesters dabbling into other universes. Yes. And they specifically traveled. All to- right. So we're going to do exactly that. <laughs> we're going to fuck do exa- you anyway. Yeah. Fuck you, Billy. We're going to do exactly what we want to do. So yeah, I, mean, I don't think Billy's going to hurt them. I mean, she's specifically said that they're important and that she sees the bigger picture. Yeah. But... Is this going to create a consequence? Is death or Billy going to come after them and question well, their their decisions? Because that's kind of a big deal. I, I think uh, – let me ask you guys this. That when, mm-hmm. they, when they first like popped up in that other world mm-hmm. or that other dimension, did you think it was purgatory at first? No. Purgatory 2 now with more blue. Yeah, That's I what just, I wrote in my notes. I don't know. I just felt like <laughs> – I was like, man, what is this? And then uh, obviously they – they showed that it wasn't purgatory, but it, was it just, has a similar vibe. Obviously, there's a forest, there's yeah. monsters everywhere. There's no way denying that, the, but I think it'll be distinctly different enough once we get there. Yeah. The I, reason why I didn't think it was was because we saw glimpses of that world throughout the episode with the skull, and the massive yeah, skull. Yeah. So I knew it was something. It was the bad place. It was the place where that, that creature with go. the with the yeah. robe, the dark robe, yeah. was in the background walking, scurrying about. So. Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> I I I think it's show hard. Killer, show killer, right? I know, right? Hey, sorry, <laughs> I think it's hard not to draw that comparison. But again, we'll have more to go on when we return. So I think they're going to. They know. They know the fact that purgatory exists is something they have to distance themselves yeah. from in some way. So I think we'll be all right. Wait, do you, wait, did you really think it was purgatory? Is that a no? I, I did not think it was purgatory, oh, but okay. I I did write down here purgatory blue or purgatory two now with more blue because it did <laughs> seem like visually it seemed very similar. So also that uh, so VW in the chat room posted the skull like a picture of the skull, mm-hmm. dude. That thing is gnarly, monstrous. Looking. Yeah, that is uh, that's something we haven't really seen. In supernatural, which something. is why it's going to be a distinctly different place. So I think that just needs time to establish yeah. who's there. I mean, we see that at the end of this episode with the footprint, but I, I think Mike, you're right. That is probably the biggest question. Not even how are they going to get out of this place or what's going to happen with Jack and Mary is what, if anything, will this have a consequence in regards to Billy and death? I think the fact that you introduce this season has been so focused there's not a reason to introduce Billy as death and talk about how it's a house of cards. You can't mess with that. We don't need that. And then have them see the grand picture of the multiverse and have that not be related in any way. I think it's too big of a concept and too much of a coincidence. So the question as to what will exactly happen, I don't know. Maybe that could come into play as far as Kaya is concerned or Jack. Because if anybody could kill Jack, it would be death itself. Is there consequences for crossing? Meaning, is it creating problems within the... Does it make micro-tears in the universe? Yeah. Does it upset there's the natural order? There's got to be right? Yeah, well, yeah. if Billy was concerned by it, then yeah, there's got to be something that... I mean, she specifically said, what, mm. all tumble and fall apart? 
So is Jack the one who may pay that consequence because he's the one who can make it possible? He's the one that actually. If Sam and Dean are important but can't do it on their own, and Jack is this abomination or oddity and has that kind of power, is Death going to say, I need to reap this individual because of what they can do? But but can Death just, just take someone away that's not, that can't die? But has there ever been somebody like this? I mean, Death can, he's. Original death she? said. Original death oh, okay. said that he will reap God one day. Right, and we don't believe currently, at the very least, that Jack will supersede God's powers. Right. So well, I don't believe that he could fight against death in that regard. If Jack, I think it's. I think we got our a few questions answered. Even when it comes to Jack's power, I think we can definitively say Jack is nowhere near as powerful as God because I don't think God would have a problem crossing over into universes. I'm sure that's no. where he goes. Yeah, that's probably where him and, and Amaya Amara are. Yeah. And I think also the question dealing with these universes, I mean, if we go back to season 11, Chuck specifically said he created multiple, multiple worlds that the darkness destroyed like a child having a tantrum. Yeah. So maybe these are ramifications. These are worlds that were messed up due to the darkness. Who knows? There's ways to... Or the other ones he's made in the time he's been gone. Yeah. So the the fact that Jack needs the help of Kaya to even travel, I think that's a good way to... I don't want to say handicap him, but show that he's not all powerful. Right. He didn't. He that was couldn't smart. do it on he his own. He had to have her there to show yeah. him the way. It, it gives him a limitation, which is good because we've seen him he be able be to Superman to take anything, including getting stabbed in the gut by an angel blade, which speaking of angels, I loved the little bit of new lore. I guess we got with them. And something I like that this season has done so far is kind of recapture some yeah. of the fear or ferocity of not just angels, but demons as well. Yeah. They, they are them. a threat. Yep. They're militant style. They don't care about anybody but themselves and that they actually have a purpose as we've discussed before. Isn't that great? It's, it's fucking great. The fact that they are trying to stop their own extinction is a really interesting concept, not just because it puts a limitation on the powers of heaven. We know we've had countless angels slaughtered, but we didn't know what they, like, was there going to be They're a not breed? Just, yeah. Is there an unlimited number of them? I mean, they all have names. So clearly there's a limit, right? Everybody knows everybody. It's like that high school classroom. is just getting smaller and smaller. I just think, I, I think what, it, what kind of blows me away is that they've, they've, like you said, Thomas, they've gone back to making angels and demons scary. But at the end of the day, angels are, trying to save themselves but they're going around about it in the worst fucking way which is a very angel-like thing yes. to do but it is a concept that you can kind of sympathize with there's only so many of them god abandoned them again jack's the only one with the ability to potentially make more of them yeah right and yes they're going about it like dickheads but you can see why i think out of all the the agendas the angels have had all their goals in the past how many years will they've been introduced? Six, Since seven, eight season years. Four. Um, I think this is the first one that I can get behind. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not rooting for them, but, but you understand, I, but I get it. I understand it's their survival. Yep. And that's the thing is even compared to the other ones, obviously Asmodeus has selfish desires yeah. as does Lucifer. And honestly, even Sam and Dean, they want their mom back, but that's one human life who will have to die. Angels are trying to stop the extinction of their race. And what ha- what's to say what will happen to human souls in heaven when they're gone, if they're gone? 
How does that work then? There's yeah. all kinds of questions to that. So again, you can sympathize with this idea. Now, the fact, and I loved the, and Ryan, we spoke about this before we started the show, their anti-sigil we've blast. Never se- we've never I seen mean, that before, dude. And I think no. it was cool because it, I'm like, why are they fanning out? That makes no sense. Like when she, you know, had one of them, one group go left and one group go right. And, um, I thought they're just spread out and like start searching yeah. the boat, you know, but I loved that. It's, it's a great visual cue of their power in some way. It's something we hadn't seen before, before the warding had always kept them entirely away or sent them packing. The fact that they have a way to combat that gives you a little bit new lore for the angels and the visual effects team did a great job having it flare and bleed on the metal rusting, you know, the fiery look to it was it, great. Yeah, and it wasn't just the the visuals, but also the the audio, the the choice yeah. sound design, and the beating. It, it reminded me war of, drums. Remind me of something from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we have oh, all yeah. the Some people kind of orc. working yeah. together. You know, yep. the war drums are coming. Magic. The threat is coming. Yeah, the walls won't hold. It was really cool. Yeah, I love that. And. The question then is if there's only so many of them and they're not very powerful and they constantly losing to Sam and Dean and any fucking, you know, Joe who's got an angel blade, <laughs> we we can almost bet all the horses that alter or Apocalypse Michael is coming to our world. He's coming. It, it's with it's the just help. a matter of Jack time. is on his side of the veil. Yep. Michael's coming. Michael's coming. Jesus. Wow. I was just... Are you yeah. talking about yourself right now? No, like a current situation? I don't speak I don't speak of myself in a third person. Liar. <laughs> Michael said. Michael's coming right now, honey. Yeah. Michael's coming. I'm gonna need a rag. Oh. Uh, or a tube sock. Michael's gonna need a tube sock. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But the question is, gross. he as Lucifer has <laughs> you said said it. I know, but it got grosser when you said it. As Lucifer has said. Just recently, yeah. this version of Michael's far stronger, far more powerful. It's a completely different reality with completely different rules. So, like if Highlander he, mentality, kind of. Yeah. So, if he's this powerful, when he eventually makes it to our side, will the rest of the angels follow him? Because a, it's Michael. B, he's so much more powerful than them. And C, they have no one else. All the major players have been killed. There's like twelve of them left, presumably. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. He'd be the best bankable thing. Yes, it would mean subjugation to Apocalypse Michael's way of thinking. But isn't it that but what is that they no wanted? different than what they had in season four? That's what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted that to happen. They don't know. They're, they're sheep without a shepherd. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they're kind of running around with their, like chickens with their heads cut off. Everyone they've promoted to power since the death of Zachariah and the imprisonment of Michael has led them astray and cost hundreds of lives. Why wouldn't you say, I'm done, this is the only choice we have, so fuck it. That's a whole new level of threat. Yeah. Yeah, and just from a story standpoint, when it comes to the writing, I I also feel like it would help tighten up the season 13 myth arc a bit. Not that I have a problem with it, however... Unifying to smaller, to bigger threats, but less numerous. Combining some of the moving cogs to one. It's not just Alt Michael and what the Earth Angels want. Now that's a unified front. Yeah, I feel like it would tighten it up just a bit, especially because Lucifer has his own goals. But now he's working with Castiel and us, kinda. 
Yeah. Kind, you know? kind of is the right word there. Yes. Especially now that we're crossing over to the second half of the season. It feels like eventually as we get there, that would be a very organic way to kind of start combining some of the concepts. The, yeah. I, I feel like it would work and it would make sense. Yeah. Especially because with where the angels are at, they're desperate. They're desperate for survival. It's that whole back an animal into a corner. It'll fight twice as hard. If you leave the angels with no choices, but alternate Michael, they're going to come at. Why wouldn't they? The only otherwise they face the threat of Lucifer, the Nephilim, Sam and Dean, Castiel, who just won't fucking die. (laughs) Just can't. Yeah, he can't go away. You know, why wouldn't they, you know, put all of their money on that? It makes sense. And I think that's going to be really interesting moving forward. I'm interested to see it because I, I don't think we've really seen truly angels backed into a corner like this. And I think, like you said, they're they're way more savage about what they want to get done in this point because they, like you said, they're dying out. Yeah. And what happens when angels die out? Like, Again, we, like we said, have no does, idea. Does heaven fall apart in some way? Does yeah, it what just happens? run silently on its own? Can no humans? I mean, what is their role? We'll find out. All right, guys, don't forget to check out the Supernatural The Crossroads video cast through Patreon, where we do retrospective reviews, additional discussions, theories, and our general geek outs and, you know, inappropriate jokes. Plus, we are starting a Wayward Sisters edition, which is available to anybody who pledges $10 or more a month on Patreon. It's just the same exact show, but we will be talking specifically about the Wayward Sisters show concepts. We've done one or two episodes at this point about where it's going. So if you guys are interested in any of that stuff, head on over to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge. And just to clarify, because I think I wrote that up kind of shitty. Um, oh. the- <laughs> The video cast itself is ten dollars a month to pledge, and you get, and when you pledge, you get the video cast, which is the retrospective reviews, and everything below, which is a lot of stuff. And if you just want to spend five dollars a month, uh, that you get the Wayward Sisters edition along with all of our other podcast shows for five dollars, and everything below that, behind the scenes video, ten minutes at the crossroads, right? However, if you do the video cast, you get all of it anyways. And you can see us. And, and you can see how hideous I am. And that's worth life. that's worth the money. That's to laugh at Ryan. Yeah. No. That's totally worth it. <laughs> now, what if there's a universe where Ryan and I are good looking guys? I'm and sure then I'm the ugly is. one. Well, you're the ugly one anyway. Well, no, but like good. uglier. Oh, 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 oh. You're right. like I like how he just immediately went in. So I'm the good looking one, right? Yeah, he, he just so like the, yeah. in this world am I ugly? Then? That's a well established fact. Thomas Let's get is that drinking right. his own cool He is, dude. It's like tropical punch over there, dude. Uh, it's a blue tropical punch. Actually, if we were in the uh, the black version of Supernatural, he'd be drinking grape oh. Kool Aid. See, that wasn't a dig against me. That was just racist. It might have been mildly <laughs> racist. That didn't hurt me. That, that was, was mildly racist. But whatever. My God. All right. Speaking of controversial, <laughs> let's talk about the thing that absolutely shocked me. Okay. In this episode, Can besides I- Ryan's joke. <laughs> That Not this show, the episode of Supernatural. Come on. And frankly, happen. that didn't shock me. Yeah, he should know better, I know. We had <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's my anthem. <laughs> that's your that's your anthem. Bitch motherfucker. <laughs>
He wouldn't know the words. Of course I know the words, dude. I'm way more ghetto than you. This, is the, this would That's be the, never been questioned. This would be the supernatural intro for that universe. Oh, dude, and they roll up with the donked out fucking Impala with 22 spinners, dude. Yeah. And be Ford Mustang Dean's got, in that world. Dean's got a gold grill. Sam's oh. got a diamond grill. Keep the dope fiends higher than the good year. And then so many yellow eyes is actually yellow like diamonds in his eyes. Yeah, and Medea can be Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) And instead of Dad's journal, they use Medea's diary. Oh my my God. This is the worst idea. A diary of a black woman. Angry black woman. Tyler Perry shows up as uh, Castiel. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Dude, that'd be amazing. I would watch terrible. We just lost everybody who's ever listened to it. No, I think we should do a parody spoof. It should be like SNL. They do stuff like like that right so we can do it well. that'd be hilarious Wood show does you know that's music true, videos right? we'll they, do do, sp- yeah. they do music video that's true air quotes parodies and we can just do the same satirical i would do it'd be hilarious bits yeah it'd right. be funny we'd be hated by some people yeah so we probably VW, already are vw says black supernatural would literally be sam and dean finding a ghost case and not going into the haunted house because that's white people's <laughs> business <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> that is amazing. I think we need to get her on the writing staff immediately. Oh if we end up doing god, that, that, that parody. So oh god. This, this is for this is the intro. This is for VW. <laughs> we just we just brought in our first writer, Brian. There we go. We have, th- we have three people in the writing room now. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I think we I think it'd be a hit. All right. Moving on. Thomas, have you ever heard that song ever? No. no. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> I'm way too white. Thomas doesn't even understand the jokes we're making. <laughs> he just smiles and nods sometimes. He's like, uh-huh, I'm that's the, racist. Uh-huh, you're the white, uh-huh. I'm the whitest motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I'm watered sour cream. Pretty much. If you've seen the video cast, you know that for a fact. <laughs> dude, this, I think that'd be a funny show. Anyway, moving on to the, the bit that actually shocked me in this episode was Dean actually pulling a gun. On an innocent person. This this was unprecedented. This for uh, me, I was shocked by. This I is something that demon shocked. this is something that demon dean would do though. I was not shocked, and this is why I was I understood shocked. why. Yes. But I, I was, was shocked that he they actually had him do that. I, I guess. I the thing that it didn't shock me. And, and the reason Ma- it, Maddie wants in the writing room too. I think she, right, Maddie, she's, she's jealous of VW, so she's got to pitch us something. Maddie, you got to pitch us something. VW hit us with, with something pretty good. 140 characters or less, put the log line in the chat, and we'll induct you into yes. our parody. Um, black verse. The black. Black verse. Black or natural. I love it. Oh, that's good. Um, Jesus. No, I think it didn't shock me. And the reason that the reason that it didn't shock me was that the thing with Dean lately is that his whole focus is, is mom, right? Uh, you know, he, he thought he lost mom. Now he knows that mom's back. He wants to do anything physically possible to save his mother. And I think, you know, it, as soon as he found out that Kaya could do that for him and she was not really willing, yo, I'm, I'm going to, I'm desperate at this point. I, I think, it made sense. I mean, yes, it was a little out of character. Yeah, like, I don't think it yeah, was. I, yeah, I'm with Mike on this one. And, I think... Well, go I'm, ahead, Mike. No, it's all right. It's I meant him blowing up, like, getting really angry. Like, him saying, hey... I think people aren't used to seeing that type yes, of thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I... And I put this in the show notes because I think this is where people need to 
their, their mind needs to linger to this, okay? Let's not get upset on the what. Right. I think it's best to analyze the why. Mm-hmm. That's why you should analyze anything, because there's a reason behind it. The writers know what they are doing. They're not purposely destroying Dean's characterization. Uh, they are purposely doing things out of character to show the audience where Dean's head is at this season. And this should make the people who were complaining about his goofy antics in Tubestone, where they were saying that he's out of character, he was just depressed and borderline suicidal a couple episodes ago, and now he's happy. This should show you that he is nowhere near yeah. okay. The he- fact that Dean pulled a gun on an innocent child should tell you that he is not in a good place at all and it fits exactly exactly the dean we were introduced to in the very first episode of this season it's very consistent with who dean is currently right now and with all the loss that's mounting up at their front door castiel was the band-aid he helped for a bit but that problem is still there and that's the thing is this was a perfect way to show how unstable Dean still is with the tombstone episode. As you said, Mike, it was a band aid. We got to see a little bit of him smile. And even Sam said, it's nice to see a smile again, but he's by no means. Okay. That's why when he sees Mary through the vision, thanks to Jack, he pans off to the side and looks and the rest of the world fades out. Sam, Jack, what's happening in the rest of the world fades out. Because he is unstable. He is damaged. And as Mike said, the mounting loss is having an effect. He will do whatever it takes to stop any of this. And, and what's to the, get her back, the person who's yeah. mattered to him the most. Yep, That's the key ingredient right there. His mother. That's yep. why the darkness gave him the thing he wants most. The most. We forget that. That's what she said at the end of season 11. His entire life has been about abandonment. Even though it was beyond her control, mm-hmm. kids don't know the difference. In his eyes, he's been alone his entire life. He has raised himself. He has raised his brother. And all he's ever wanted was someone to take care of him. He said that at the end of season 12. That he was, had to be a parent. And that was the problem with him and Mary. Mary's all, I'm not going to be that. Yeah. I'm not going to wipe your nose, Dean. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. The idolization of her. We talked about this at length in season 12, that she was always put on a pedestal. Yep. And that he finally had a semblance of that and how much that loss hit him. And as he was abandoned as a child in his own eyes, whether it was by Mary's death or by John leaving them in hotel rooms to hunt, he's not going to do the same to her. This He is not going to abandon her the way he was abandoned as a child. Exactly. And that, see, Thomas, that's perfectly said. And that's how they're supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, instead of the bullshit exposition that we get so much on TV that people complain about. You're so sad. And now they're Why? showing you. They're showing you. This is filmmaking. And people this is still want to complain. storytelling. This is showing you. The guy pulled a gun out on a girl. He's not okay. No. By no means is he okay. Even when mom comes back, if she does, he, will still, he still won't be okay. There's no going back to okay. Yeah. This is an excellent decision by the writers to show that he is not all right. I mean, this is something we've been questioning. Because it's also an action. Well, Dean, as a character, chose to do something. His actions are speaking louder than his words. And we don't have to agree with them. No. But we should. We do 
understand why he did the thing he did. Well, it always goes back to two with the Winchesters. They will do anything for family. And I think, you know, that line's coming, becoming blurred. It's, it's, it is very blurred. And I think, you know, do I think that Dean probably after he realized what he did, regretted it? You can tell on his face. You can tell that he's like, Oh God, why did I do that? But at the end of the day, like how many times have we seen that? They make a decision based on family, and then later on, they're like, well, shit, that was not a very this good decision. Is, and the thing is, I don't understand 100% why people get upset by it, because this is more realistic. This kind of anger and rage at the world is how he should have acted when Bobby died, how he should have acted when Cass was gone and lost in purgatory, You know how he kind of acted when Kevin died. This this is how people react to loss. They're unstable, and it takes a very long time for people to become normal again. And anything can set you off and, and send you down the wrong path, whether it's anger and drinking and violence or depression and sadness and, and self-harm. I'm glad. You never know. I'm glad they did this. Yeah, I think it was brilliant. I felt like I felt bothered by it. I was and like, that is the key. And that's the point. I was uncomfortable and for the first time in several years, the show shocked me. That's the in a point. way that made sense. That's the point. I, what do you think I'm talking about? I, I'm agreeing with you. God, you guys are so angry. I love it. I'm being Costanza. Okay, so yeah, oh, it's, that's exactly how you do this. Not just saying he's sad and over mind. He's all right because yep. Cass is back. Anyway, on with the show. No, I absolutely. Lo- I'm glad you and I are on the same page, Thomas, because I was so happy that I. I, it was jarring. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That's drama. What did he just do? And you, it just said a thousand words. That action that took all of five seconds showed the desperation. And that's yeah. all you needed to tell and the when, audience where he's at. And when he's back in the boat with them, he even apologizes to her saying, you shouldn't have been brought into this when they thought they were screwed. And I'm hoping she doesn't forgive him. I'm hoping no, she shouldn't. that she has issues with Dean moving forward. She into got future dragged episodes. into this entire life by him. Yeah. I'm hoping that it doesn't get resolved. Yeah. I want her to be upset with Dean for what he did. I want there to be a, a long time. I want there to be a lack of trust. This is what creates great drama and, that can make and drama. great television. And if you think about it, that makes drama in the Wayward Sisters spinoff because Jody, Claire, so yes. many of them trust Sam and Dean implicitly. And Kaya was wronged by him. Yep. Kaya's life, as fucked as it may have been, is now way more involved and dangerous because of him yeah that's that's good storytelling actions have consequences and we move forward and our characters aren't just erased and back to normal at the end of the episode they have fucking problems yeah like this we is all 50 do. first dates after like they don't yeah. just forget after the fact so i i loved it i thought it was perfect yeah you're supposed to feel uncomfortable that was the whole point of the scene yeah you're supposed to feel that yep. you're supposed to say as i did holy shit holy shit yeah yeah I wasn't sure he really did it. Yeah. Like, you, I'm serious. You blacked like, out. No, I, I, was like, I was like, is this dream? I, I thought that for a second. Like, is, he, is this a vision yeah. that patience is going to have? Or Yeah. Yes. That's kind of my mind was trying to make sense of it. I was like, wow. And then after they it didn't go back to anything else, it's like, I was like, Fuck. this really just happened. This yeah. is pretty damn fucking cool. It's something that I would never had expected the writers to actually pull the trigger on. Because unfortunately, sometimes... We like to keep our characters in a stasis bubble. Yeah. And this is something that I would have imagined. And from also lots of writers nowadays listening care too much about what about we say. social media and what they are saying rather than telling a story 
that actually matters. And I think this is an example of them saying, you know what? I, I don't really care what they're going to say. If, there, there are going to be people out there who are upset that we're making Dean pull a gun out on a girl. And you know what? It makes sense to his character. Uh-huh. We're going to do it. And I would love to see the pitch for that. Like, what did Barons have to do? Did he have to pitch the idea to Dab? Because I can't imagine Dab just saying, yeah, good idea. Yeah, I guarantee there you. Had there had to be been, some talking there about There had it. to have been some pushback, even from Jensen Ackles' standpoint. Yeah. I imagine reading the script. And he's like, wait a second. Wait, this I is what, what I do? I would love to be a fly on the wall and find out In how exactly this was pitched. Yeah. Especially, and like you said, Mike, we listened, they listen sometimes too much to the fans. If you wanted to hear, if you wanted to do it exactly as the fans said, then Breaking Bad would never have had Walter White go bad. Yep. Spoiler alert. And there would, Spoilers. And there would never be a black, black versus supernatural either. Yeah, exactly. Black or natural would never be a thing. Black. Well, man. Terrible name. No, it's, ter- it's a great name. It's, it's funny, but Jesus God. Anyway. I think that was a brilliant move, and I'm excited to see what they do with it moving forward. What, Black or Natural? No, Me not too. Oh, I can't wait for that. Plus, you know Sam's going to have a discussion with Dean, like, dude, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. They kind of had it in the car, yeah. but there was obviously people listening in. When they're by themselves in this alternate universe... You also have to remember another thing. It's a it's a writing gimmick. Not only did it serve... It was, yes. dual, it was dual serving. Not only did it work to convey an idea... Like we were discussing about Dean. It worked to progress the story. And where he's at. It worked to progress the story, but also it created a trust between Jack and Kaya. It Instantly. Was, it wasn't about the relationship between Dean and Kaya. It was about the relationship between Kaya and Jack and that they needed to work together to in order to cross over to that world and save Mary Winchester. And the best way to do that is to have her push away from Dean to create that wedge to where she doesn't quite trust Dean and allow Jack to be the good guy that yeah. then convinces her and becomes the person that she can trust. It worked. Mm-hmm. It pushed her to Jack. Yeah. In the instant as good writing. Yeah, it really was. Speaking of which we get to see Jack, as we said a little bit earlier, his powers have immensely increased. He's been working on those, man. And we find out that he didn't go off the handle trying to find Lucifer. He's gone off trying to do something good and wanted to save Mary from the apocalypse world. I, I, The thing, man, that, that really bums me out about Jack, and we had talked about this when we first got introduced to him, is that they're doing such an amazing job of making us like him that it's going to come down to him breaking our heart. I could, It's just like I could see it this whole episode. I'm like, man, he really... In in the what four episodes we've seen him, you know, I think five, five. I'm like, man, I'm really starting to like this character, and it just bums me out because I know that's what's gonna happen, dude. It, yeah, it's gonna suck. And because I was already, I think they're already trying it out on us. Like it, yeah. the fact that they let us for the first what two and a half acts served as a little bit of misguidance. Like, like we were, oh, he's killing people, and yeah, yeah. And I already started feeling bothered yeah. by. It. I'm like, oh, not already. No. It's too soon. It's, yeah. Yeah. But, but it did work to build that suspense and to make us think that Kaya's life was in jeopardy. So it, it did right. work. Yeah. The misdirection worked on that. Yeah. No? That's the word I was looking for. Misdirection. Yeah. Misdirection, yeah. But I, you're right, Ryan, and I think we still have a lot to fear as far as it comes with Jack's storyline, where he's going to go as a character, what yeah. he's going to do ultimately. But it isn't. they didn't do it too soon. They're making him... Even more fucking likable. I know. He tried Dude, to do the right thing. I like thing. cocaine. He's, selfish, he's funny. He's selfishly helping Sam and Dean at the risk of his own life. He's trying to 
make Kaya feel like he can he can help her. He wants to help her. He knows what what it's like to be different. Exactly. Yeah. And that little bit there, I mentioned it earlier in the car where they think he's after Lucifer and that wasn't even an idea in his head that he's nothing to him. Dude, that the family you, line. You Ugh. are my family. Ugh. Sam, Dean, Castiel. Right in the field. Like right in the fucking field. Don't do that, man. Don't say that. Don't, give, don't put us in the fields and because, make me feel shit. Because now anything he does, whether it was intentional or not, because let's face it, he's going to be the reason alternate universe Michael comes into our world. There's no other yeah. way that works. So it's, but that hits so close to home. It's, it's, he's so naive and he's trying so hard, but you know, people are going to take advantage of that moving forward, specifically apocalypse world, yep. Michael and potentially Lucifer moving forward. And who knows exactly where he's going to end up with that because he's now trapped on the other side in the apocalypse world, which I, I, I knew that's kind of where we were going. The second she started, Kaya started to struggle with the flipped images. Oh, we're like, you, Oh yeah. It, it's very easily telegraphed. But you're like, you're, I knew it was just I'm like, Oh fuck. This is not going to end at all. Like we want it to. It, it, well, dude, it's a mid season finale. It's not. Yeah. End like we I know, but I, I, I had <laughs> a little bit of hope, right? We see her. For the first time seeing multiple worlds, she has a hard time focusing, concentrating. It's new powers, new untouched abilities. And she ends up sending everyone different places. She herself gets travel teleported. God knows how many miles. Kills six or seven angels in a breath thanks to Jack's powers, which I loved the melted angel blades and the burnt wings on the side of the wall. Dude, that was cool. Just, I, we've never seen just like just vaporized like lucifer has snapped his fingers and they explode so we've seen that kind of power but we've never but, seen a melted but angel but multiple them in a shock wave that not only sent people to two different realities but teleported the third character or fourth character somewhere else entirely and vaporized them in an instant that was, such a that was shot. awesome a great shot and left an open doorway to our world and i think that's a key element as to who has the door is it on the side of the bad place where Sam and Dean have been trapped? Is there a door on there that they have to find? Or is that door to Apocalypse World and Michael, if he finds it, can just walk through? through. And Jack's trapped with Mary, which probably the best for her because of his powers alone. So I liked it. I I thought it was honestly a great setup. It took me by surprise because what I had expected was uh, they opened the door and allowed something to cross through. That's what I had thought originally was going to happen. But to see them stuck in the other worlds, I think ultimately that's pretty damn smart. I think it's a better idea. It's, it's a good thing for a lot of reasons, but also number one, it helps with the backdoor pilot because now we have a focus Mm -hmm. of the backdoor pilot, which is going to need Sam and Dean will need the help of their friends to get them back. So that's kind of a nice little setup there as well. So everything just feels like I said, seamless that all flows together. Not only do we get our story, but we also get a nice little, um, what, uh, setup setup. There we go. Yeah. Not just that, but I mean, who, who knows what else happened from that? Yeah. It could be anything. Did she rip through other realities? Yeah, where's will, that portal Will at? death come into play? Were there portals elsewhere? Did something else, like she sent them to these places, did something else come back yeah. with them that we don't know about right now? 
Dinosaurs. Is Godzilla a real thing? Godzilla. Dinosaurs going to be running through the streets. Is it dinosaurs? Yeah. World. Is it dinosaurs or is it going to be like some mutant monster Godzilla I don't know, setup? That, that like, skull looked pretty. Well, Velociraptors, the, the easiest remedy for them is to know gymnastics and fight them. And also don't <laughs> go in the long you, grass. If you watch Lost World, that's how yeah. you defeat yeah. so You don't go in the long grass. That's yeah. how you die. Right. That's yeah. how you get got. Yeah. That's how you get gutted. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a great cliffhanger setup with that it was good it felt more like a season finale it than did a mid-season it finale. really did yeah and when you think back at how much has occurred in nine episodes that has only really had two maybe three off the beaten path as far as the direct main story goes yeah shit dude we yeah. still have so much for the rest of this season we still got a lot coming so i i think with that guys we got to move into our final thoughts here a little bit any other final notes anybody wants to say before you give a grade? Ryan? No, I not really. I what, have nothing. What do you grade? Okay. The mid-season finale. Well, this goes without saying, but it's an A. And I I'm actually before this I wasn't I was not, you know, really super duper don't take this wrong. Super duper excited for Wayward Sisters, but I think with the introduction of Kaya and and I did like Patience. I think the introduction that they gave us in this episode was very and this is gonna sound weird but very supernatural she was very much fit right in the world right off the bat you know like we said she's got baggage she's got problems and i think that's what we're accustomed to with characters in supernatural and i think that's what made it feel made her feel realistic or or real in this world um we got so many cool things in this. I mean, we, I know we blew the visual effects earlier, but I do want to tap into that again. Like just the shots where Jack is touching people's foreheads and showing them like this, that look, the, the, the gold in their eyes and the gold spider webbing coming off their, their, you know, where he's touching them was pretty freaking cool, man. Aladdin's I can show you the world plays in your head. <laughs> I can show you the world. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like that shot was very, very cool. Um, the, the angels pounding on the ground and then what, not only just them pounding on the ground, but the sigils burning away. Yeah. That was a cool shot, you know, watching the shockwave blow them away. And we, in Mike talked about it too. The, the sound wave or shockwave or whatever the hell you want to call it that Jack does is new and fresh and just cool looking. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this episode from the standpoint, like, and I typically grade these mid season finales and mid, you know, you know, premieres or whatever on how invested I am in the story. And this one, I truly was invested in what was going on. And I, at the end, I was like, Whoa, this leaves a very large opening. And you know, that pan out shot with them standing in the, in the footprint, dude, I was like, Holy (laughs) shit. Where are we going with this? Like, yeah, they're, this episode, I think for me, like, like we said, at the beginning of the show is probably the best mid season finale we've gotten at least two to three years. Um, it left questions and, but not questions where it was like, oh no, questions, questions where I really truly, the Jurassic Park. Okay. Don't worry about it. Just keep um, going. It just questions where I'm like super excited to find out the answers to them. So I give this an A. Um, and I am so excited. I sucks. We got to wait <laughs> to get the second start of the second half, but I am ex- really excited to see where we're going. And I haven't, I don't think I've been this excited for a while. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Mike, what are your thoughts on this one so far? Well, love this song, by the way. I oh, feel, amazing. 
like it was an A episode. I feel like it was clever. It was well thought out. Uh, the world of supernatural has been expanded upon in a way like we've never seen yeah. before. Yeah. Um, it might be one of the better midseason finales. Even going back to the earlier seasons, there were some pretty solid ones, but I think it might be up there. I'd have to go back and rewatch to just to confirm. But it's definitely a midseason finale that had all the emotions that is needed for a season finale. So if they're writing like this for just a midseason finale, you got to realize that there is a lot of forethought. The days of 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 coming up with ideas on, on the, fly, the fly, as yeah. Carver said, and I I like Carver, but I think his biggest mistake was we don't really know what's going to happen. Of direction. We don't really know what's going to happen next season. We have some ideas. This is sheer thought. Dab knows what he's doing he's been working on getting to this point and again we already know like with Kripke you may not have all your I's dotted and all your T's crossed but you have a general idea of where the story is going and and where you want to take it and if you know that then you have the potential and all the ingredients to tell a good story and that's what we're getting this season specifically with the mid-season finale and everything coming to a head you feel the focus you expanded the mythos you had a mid-season finale with all the moving parts and emotions of a season finale, and you had the backdoor pilot setup, and they made it relevant to the current story, so we're not distracted on a Bloodlines-type story. They made it feel like it's a real episode of Supernatural coming up. It, it just organically flows together. Everything worked together. It didn't feel like they're trying to say, hey, guys, wait a second. Here's Kaya. Put your hands together. Like, there was yeah. She was just a guest star of a show a, of supernatural. A cog in the machine. Yeah. It yeah. worked. I liked it. And the visual effects were great. Yeah. I love it. I love everything that they're doing with Jack. When I it think, comes to the visual effects. Yeah. I think the biggest selling point for me on this episode wasn't just visual effects or the possibilities of the multiverse and don't where turn that off. Yeah, don't turn it off. Where the multiverse could take us. Don't just blast it over <laughs> me though either. <laughs> Was the fact that the characters <laughs> was the characters? Kaya is interesting. Kaya has her own problems. Patience makes a choice to leave the comfort of home to save somebody. Jack has worked hard on his powers to do the right thing. The hit in the feels of "you guys are my family," the unst- instability of Dean at this moment, and how these actions work together to tell this story where they're going forward for season 13. And I agree, Mike, I think the ideas of, well, we don't really know we're making it up as we go for next season is gone. They have a lot of this thought out. That's why there isn't as much, you know, monster of the week or for lack of a better term fluff in these seasons, there is more of a cohesive idea as to where they're going. Not everyone likes some of this stuff, but from the writing standpoint, from the story you are trying to tell, it's on point. It's a very good setup, and it's a great cliffhanger moving forward. It's not my favorite cliffhanger moving forward. Yeah, I've, I have a couple others that I enjoy a lot more for personal reasons, but it is solid. And it's a, it's a great example of how Supernatural has still been able to stay relevant 13 years on and why the characters not only are why we continue to come back to the show, but the characters are what will help the spinoff have longevity, have a life of its own have to have those solid characters and that's the backbone of any writing beyond 
writing is the backbone of a story of, of a show, but the characters are the backbone of that another level deeper. And, you know, dinosaur roar at the end of the episode, the, the teen, the child in me was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. This is awesome. You got <laughs> like, psyched. I got psyched. You were like, do you think he saw us? Yeah. And, yeah. and I know there were people that were complaining about it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I, I see the reasoning behind a little bit of the complaint saying out of all the supernatural abilities and potentials, you give us a dinosaur. And I, I feel that that was purposely for the, the, the mainstream audiences that are like, what the fuck? It was meant as a, what the fuck? Yeah. It was a whole point. It was a way to end with a zinger. But that's not going to be the big ordeal in that dark You have no idea place. what's in this world. Yeah. Don't Sam judge and it Dean just, aren't going to yeah. be fighting dinosaurs. That, that yeah, shoot this, it in the eye. This is not dino riders, guys. Yeah. They're not going to be riding fucking yeah, he, T-Rexes. He's not going to be shit. like, clever girl. Yeah. That would be awesome, though, if he makes that joke. <laughs> he is. You know he's going to do oh, it. He's going to. He's oh, going to. I'll lose my mind. I'll lose my mind if he does oh, that. Oh, Mr. Arnold. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> Someone's got to hold an arm out of nowhere. Oh my god, yeah. dude! You got to do it. It'd be so good. Do it now. The, do it. Do it now, dude. The Jurassic Park fucking jokes that they could make. Oh, would it's be gonna be great. Legendary. Well, because they've already made Jurassic Park jokes in yes. the past. Uh, yeah. So you know they're gonna. It has. They have life. To uh, 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 finds a way. Yeah. So for me, this episode's an A. It's an A across the board for so us. So I just want to point out in the chat room that people think that that should be our final thoughts music from now on. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> it does make it sound better. It does sound pretty epic. Okay. Yeah. I think you can say anything behind that song. Here, try it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah. Hi. I love killing animals. Oh. oh I wow. love strangling. Let, let the music these. do its work. Come on, Thomas. Oh, am I doing this too? Yeah. Ryan suffering from prostate cancer. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Jesus from Christ. The vigorous. Bum fucking. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> Never. No more ad libbing from Thomas. Yeah. Can we not let him ad lib? We thought Black, I mean, Black or think, Natural was the thing is you say that gets a pass. Yeah. That, I say Ryan's no, dying okay, and you, everyone's you, all of a sudden upset. You said I had cancer. Wait, hold on. Say it again. Ryan suffering from prostate cancer. Yeah. Now it works. It works because he laughed. He was serious the first time. <laughs> I think he's trying to put some bad juju on you. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. I'm gonna have to go get fucking prostate checked later. <laughs> Make sure. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go have a finger put in my butthole and feel on my prostate. Yeah, and if works. they press hard enough, I may just jizz. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe the music doesn't make everything. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so that we have an A episode to close it out here. Is that what you gave it to? Yeah, I gave it an yeah. A as well. All right. Triple A's. I like that. The last the last episode before we have to come we have to wait an entire month now for Ugh, another episode of Supernatural. It's no. a, it's a good way to stop it though. This is a good example of how to do a mid-season finale. A wrapping up of all the current storylines and giving us a cliffhanger at the same time. We've got certain characters in a stasis or in a place that doesn't matter and that we have other characters now on a cliffhanger. That that's a great way to do it. Yep. So hold on, just say, Mike, are we doing the live read or are we coming back? We got a we oh, got a wait winner. A second. We got a the winner. Winner, winner. winner. Oh yeah, winner, 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 chicken, winner dinner. chicken dinner. All right, let me go to let we should probably go to a quick break. I'll play uh, we'll some take music. a real short break. We're gonna draw the winner and we'll close out the show here, guys. So give us just a minute. We'll be right back. 
Coming in November is the Crossroads Wayward Sisters edition. Find out the latest breaking news and speculation surrounding the newly announced spinoff series. Available exclusively to our Patreon subscribers. Pledge $5 or more a month and gain access to this, plus hours of additional content. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. She Politic 3 program is reinstated. Open sesame! Variations in Trek? Uh, appetites have changed drastically, David. What worked on TV then will not work now, despite what people think they want. So the writers of Discovery are left juggling. How do we make this series be something similar, but also fit the times that we are in? How do we pair this trek, David? How do we pair this trek with the palette of modern audiences? And I give you this week's episode. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Can I get a round of applause? <laughs> Come on, David. Applause. 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 Pass the Romulan ale <laughs> and the hot Vulcan women. Pen far for everybody. <laughs> or pun far. Pun far for everyone. Pun far for everybody. Bring out... Le- Lorsa and Baytor, they were hot. <laughs> those are the those are the Klingon women as well. We're bringing all of them. We don't care. And Tilly too, please bring her Tilly. out. Yes. I need to catch my breath. I was too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek from the Holodeck, the Discovery Edition. Breaking down, analyzing, and discussing every episode of the new hit Trek series. Search for it on iTunes and Stitcher. Simply search from the Holodeck. You can also find it on the Rainman Digital app. Just search Rainman Digital from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Welcome back, everyone. Supernatural the Crossroads. Now we're going to do the drawing for the grand prize winner, thanks to USAopoly, who, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, will get all of the prizes, all of the games from USAopoly. This includes Supernatural Monopoly, the Trivial Pursuit Supernatural Edition, and the Save Your Souls card game. Right, and the people who are including in the included in the drawing are the three individuals that were on Team Blue Fire Thomas. Naturally. Uh, also, the two additional people who were selected during our show. The ones so who answered questions correctly. Total. Out of okay. five. So you got a 20% chance of winning. That's pretty good. That's about it. the chance I had to right. win the uh, Mike is holding up the, the little slips of paper here. And I am he the one draws? who... No, I'm drawing. Oh. And then... Oh, okay. That All one right. was just thrown at me. Here we go. Just pick Don't one. Don't look. Don't look. And the winner... If I can pronounce your name, oh God. is Kathy Waters. Congratulations, Kathy. You win Supernatural Save Your Souls card game, Supernatural Trivial Pursuit, and Supernatural Monopoly. All in time for the holidays. So that is a yeah, gift so under the tree. You can play Monopoly from us, and depending on shipping and handling. And your family can basically just have a huge fight for playing Monopoly. Yeah, well, yeah, Monopoly is a is a life ruiner. It, oh, dude. You start playing like, this is going to be fun. And by the end of it, it's like, I don't have a family anymore. <laughs> but congratulations, Kathy Waters. Thank everybody. Thank you for being a part of the show. We will see 
thank you for listening for the rest of this year. And we have a month off now until Supernatural returns with Wayward Sisters, the mid-season premiere in January. Except for Patreon shows. Except for Patreon yeah. shows. You guys will still get that stuff. But our live traditional broadcast, this is the last one. So what a way to close it out. Great finale, mid-season finale. Any other thoughts, guys, before you say goodbye? Uh, the silence is deafening. All right. So with that, <laughs> we will see you all, guys, in a month. Take care. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.